So this is Ross Chapman. I'm a UX and product designer at Etch. I'm also a human being and I thought I would uh, start my first Anchor episode. I'm not sure exactly what to talk about, but why don't I just explain what I do, who I am and where's it all going, I guess. So um, I've got a cup of coffee in front of me. It's the second cafeteria of it. I don't think I'm going to make my way all the way through, but uh, I thought I would just spend a few minutes just to introduce myself because I seem to be creating articles and uh, some kind of photos and videos. I try not to say content because it kind of loses people. But what's <laughs> the probably question after that is like, who are you and why do we care? So why don't I explain a bit about that? So my name's Ross Chapman. I have been doing uh, UX design, so user experience design, creating uh, experiences for real people uh, on behalf of businesses. So, and I've been doing that for the last seven or so years. And that all started from a university standpoint. I wasn't doing a web design or design course, actually. I was doing a media and cultural studies degree where I was kind of learning about, I guess, a bit about behaviour, but more so uh, how culture is kind of uh, created and maintained and the the influences that that had uh, an impact on understanding that. So Sigmund Freud and and all those old dudes and gals. So uh, through that, I was learning this thing called the internet as it was kind of gaining a pace and I started creating stuff. So I found Microsoft front page, started creating uh, kind of website things. I think I was in Cubs or Scouts. No, <laughs> university. I was definitely in uh, venture scouts as it, as it was called. And I was kind of creating websites. Uh, I then went on to Dreamweaver, wasn't doing it as, as kind of work. I was just doing it to, to learn. And I was interested at every point I kind of learnt something like both hands went in the air. I was like, yeah, kind of like how Boris does it in um, that uh, GoldenEye film where he goes, I am invincible. That's kind of how I felt as I was kind of learning as I was going. So fast forward um, to the end of uh, that, that university stint. I went to London. That's where everyone goes. And I actually started in video production uh, as a uh, as a job. So I started at a small um, mobile marketing agency, actually, uh, where the point in time this was where people were starting to watch videos on their phone. Uh, this was pre-YouTube. It was kind of pre-any kind of social media, really. And uh, we were working with clients such as uh, Virgin Media and Channel 4, making tiny little kind of preview videos of bigger shows like Lost and like um, some original content as well, which was just crazy. 
Uh, and yeah, that that's that was my start. That was my kind of first proper job, I guess, um, after the kind of Saturday jobs and things at um, uh, Asda and Tesco, you know, filling up the shelves and kind of feeling like you're earning lots of money, but you're not because you don't have any bills to pay. Anyway, so uh, did video production for a few years, uh, went from that agency to uh, ITV, who were creating broadband content. Going to have a sip of coffee now. Mm. And uh, yeah, then then moved into kind of uh, a production uh, company in Soho. And around that time... Um, over the years, I was still doing this kind of website thing and I was still creating uh, designs and I had started actually getting my first clients. So I'd started, you know, selling at, at stupidly cheap prices and that, that probably was why I was creating WordPress sites for so many years and uh, kind of hacking themes and making it work and spending an enormous amount of time just hacking and editing this thing. Uh, probably in places it didn't really want to go. And I got to a point where we were starting a family. I'd, I'd been with um, Steph, my now wife, for a number of years, and uh, we had our firstborn. And that's where I started to kind of life assess and try and work out what I wanted to do. <laughs> so um, I quit my job. Uh, I was on paternity and I kind of phoned them up and said, hey, I'm, I'm just not coming back. Um, it felt really gutsy and kind of uh, like rebellish, rebellish, no, as a rebel would. Um, and yeah, I, I landed a, a huge project that seemed like a lot of money at the time and kind of spent my summer sat in my garden creating this website for um, it was a multiplayer uh, thing for World of Warcraft called Project Law. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, uh, but it was, it felt massive. I was kind of creating stuff in Photoshop, getting it signed off and then kind of putting it in. That, that's how we worked then. Um, it was very, very kind of waterfall and I took it upon myself to kind of do all the front end hacking and stuff. Um, so yeah, so I, I did that. We actually after a year or so, moved down to Southampton, um, my hometown, where we uh, kind of, I, I found a co-working office in, in a, a, a chapel and uh, started just kind of working, getting clients, kind of small time, uh, local projects and work. Sometimes it took me further afield and um yeah, it was huge learning, um, but it was way stressful. I mean, we'd, uh, we, we had uh, rent to pay at the time. Uh, we had a small family to feed. And um, yeah, it was mega stressful. And uh, I did also a bit of video production as well just to, to do that. But after about ooh, how many years? Four, four, five, six? I don't really know. After... An amount of years and certain months not really tallying up. I mean, cash flow was an alien word to me then. And um, just basic marketing, like you've got to spend a whole amount of time telling people about what you do rather than doing the work. Uh, and I wasn't doing that and I wasn't growing. I felt like somehow I should be 
at the point where I would be doing this with someone as well. And it got to a point where we just pulled the plug and we said, look, you know, uh, either we're not ready or the market's not ready or we've we've made some assumptions that didn't really pan out. And I went to get a proper job again. <laughs> this is a longer story than I thought it would be. Uh, so I actually commuted back to London. Uh, so that was like four hours of my day uh, and got a job at a really, really cool and still cool to this day uh, business school called Holt, uh, which is part of the Education First, are they called that? EF, yeah, uh, uh, network. And I was a digital designer and it was great. After, you know, seven years of trying to do it myself, I was now within a team and doing what other people needed and it, it felt like a team sport and that was really good and more coffee so maybe i'll call these like coffee breaks no i hate naming things so yeah i i did that um after my first year uh, i had a review with um my manager jason who who's awesome still awesome to this day jason and uh, we we kind of went through what we're doing and I said, hey, you know what? I've been reading up on this kind of user experience stuff and I want to move from being a digital designer to a user experience designer. And he said, that's great, Ross. Um, how about we add lead to the front um, because, you know, you're, you're, you seem to be doing good stuff and um, let's get going. So, yeah, so after that, I I finished at um, Holt. Uh, I was there. I traditionally have been staying at companies for a year and a half. And actually, that seems to be evident in some of the articles now about millennials not staying in a job and there is no job for life. But maybe that's what I was experiencing. And people were looking and asking me, hey, why do you keep on moving jobs? Like, shouldn't you be there for two to four years and kind of push and do your thing and it just got to a point I mean with, with uh, Holt I, I would have stayed there for a really long time but I found that I was leaving home in the dark coming back in the dark and when we were starting a new family I wasn't seeing my children at all and the relationship was was hard as well uh, because you know you're, you're you're working to live and it really wasn't the, the balance that I needed I, I was burning out like after a year of doing it, I was burnt out. So, uh, so I found a, a local job in uh, near Southampton in in a place called Hedge End, uh, called Ericsson Television, and they created boxes um, that you make broadcast kind of video happen. And um, I, I found that really hard. So that that was my my first you are hired as a UX designer role, and uh, it, it it's. It's mainly a engineering firm. They've got a load of engineering expertise, and uh, they're they're cranking out some you know really important uh, and and highly technical stuff. And they needed UX to kind of make sure that the interfaces were meeting the the needs and and something that they could sell. You know, it, it's it's only so good to have all the options, but if it's not laid out. And in a way that is logical, uh, it's it's a harder sell. Like you're you're gonna shift fewer units doing that. So um, that was a really hard year, and that's really where I kind of 
got in and learnt some of the exercises that user experience designers use. So we did um, some paper prototyping. We did. Uh, I picked up Axure, um, which uh, I would say by far is the worst prototyping software in the market. Um, but um, uh, I, I use PowerPoint to kind of put a few screens together to get alignment. And it really gave me a good sense of where some uh, larger businesses are at. And um, so I did that. I, I felt like I was kind of a UX designer now. And it felt really good. Um, they also had an amazing social scene. Um, so they had an on-site cafe um, where you could get breakfast, lunch and, and everything else. They had a cycle club, which we would go out riding for an hour or so um, every uh, other lunchtime, which was awesome. Big shout out to Neil and the gang because that, yeah, exploring the South Downs was just great and it it taught me a lot about work-life balance like if you do the work then you kind of give yourself the um the permission (laughs) if anything to do a bit of play as well anyway that's that's how I saw it at the time and um yeah so I I stayed there um and um it was hard work um but it was it was good learning for me uh so I got to a point and Bear in mind, and this is evident in other companies as well, which is, you know, probably why I'm trying to share what I've experienced, just so others know that maybe their case isn't a single case. We were a UX team of two people, and that was really tough. Uh, It felt like at the time, and I think it's moved on now, that we need UX, oh, we've got UX designers, okay, that bits done and um, it was amazingly hard to make any change uh, quickly and I think that was probably one of the my issues was that things weren't happening enough and to this day um, uh, broadcast technology is still a world that I don't fully understand Um, so I I had these kind of frustrations issues uh, and yeah that it was it was a good company to work for, a stable company. People had been working there for years. And I, I was looking for my next challenge. There, there's a good segue to it. Huh? Uh, and I found a job at Wiggle, which is a um, cycling and triathlon and running uh, business um, locally as well, which engaged my passion of cycling because, you know, I, I love that stuff. And... Uh, it was a UX team of more than more than two people. So um, over time, we we grew. We, I think there was about five of us. Uh, eventually, we we had a nice team of designers and front end developers, and um, it was a really really good spot. Coffee. I don't know what that noise was. That's kind of. Uh, so yeah. Uh, really enjoyed the work there. Um, why aren't you still there, Ross? Uh, I'll get onto that. So e-commerce is amazing. Uh, it, it went back to kind of uh, my light bulb kind of moments when I was learning about the internet and what we could do with it. And using it to sell is uh, a great kind of medium for it and a great um, use of where UX and kind of 
understanding what people need. Uh, I, I just I just found that perfect meshing. Uh, before you know, when I was doing freelance work, it, it felt like we were doing kind of websites with no real purpose, like brochureware, and you know these are our services and contact us now. And it didn't feel like we were offering a lot of value. Whereas you know, I I was a customer of Wiggle. Um, I would get all my uh, supplies and stuff. It would arrive quickly um, in in a box that I recognised. And yeah, it was really interesting actually working at a company where I was also a customer. Um, and we did some really interesting things. Um, I need to refill coffee now. I try not to have so much caffeine nowadays, but you know. I still do. Uh, so, yeah, we we grew a team. I I was in a position where I could hire for the first time, which was really nice. So um, Helen and I, Helen, my line manager, uh, we, we started seeing people, understanding what they could bring uh, and learning a bit about growing a team. And what was really, I, I think we were probably lucky but what was really interesting about working at Wiggle was over time, they started to value design and not just UX design and not just um, UI. Um, it was the the reason of why we design and why businesses need to put a importance in, on, on design as a as a competing factor, compet- competing factor. Um, so, yeah, we we. I, I ran some of the exercises that I'd been learning and they worked and people were starting to look to us to solve problems. And, you know, th- this was great. This was amazing. Um, it's such a small thing, but for me, it was a real success. Was We started taking photos in meetings. I mean, n- not a lot of people talk about how to make work a bit more relatable and when you're taking photos to document instead of writing documents, it is so much better. Um, and now we're we're documenting in tools like Trello because they're actionable and you can share them. And people, you know, it's are people reading documents? I don't know. I'm not a massive reader. Some people are. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we we started doing exercises. We started doing real user testing and it's really you know if you you can't test things out with people if and and be called a UX designer really but um but when when you know companies hire a UX designer they kind of say hey that that's done don't really understand it but carry on uh but we we started to show the value of of the reason we were there so we did um, uh, use testing in the field. We we went to some of Wiggle events and we showed them prototypes. Uh, we we kind of crafted HTML prototypes out of uh, Twitter Bootstrap and got feedback and iterated. And yeah, it, it felt really good. And and also, you know, we're with Wiggle, we were able to cycle. Good stuff discount. <laughs> Shout out to the wigglers and yeah it it started to feel really good uh uh so yeah why 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 did i leave 
Um, Etch has been on my radar for a number of years. Uh, I actually freelanced for Etch a number of years ago, probably 10 or so years. I, I did... I can't even remember what I did. Um, but uh, I think it was like some kind of um, landing page or maybe it was an email. I can't really remember. And they were looking for um, uh, some some kind of design lead. And I... Because I'd decided to stop doing freelancing in my evenings... I feel like I was missing something. I feel like I couldn't really shout about the work that I was doing because I didn't have uh, permission. Let's use that word. I'm yeah. I'm not really a fan of permission. Mm. So I I started thinking about going back to agency, and um, the the more I I talked to the the team at Etch, and I. I saw a few other agencies as well, and I was definitely up for solving more problems for other people, and uh, that that's that's what I felt like. I felt like it was faster, and if anything, what I've learned about myself is that I like I I'm I'm in my best place where I'm working fast and not waiting because when I'm waiting, I'm getting bored and. Uh, now I'm not bored, my word, there there is so much to do. And what's weird about, it's not really, <laughs> there's not really a, a, a list of things to work through. It's just things that we discover that we should do, we do, and then we learn from it. So cut a long story short, I, I went to Etch and uh, that's where I am now. I am a product designer at Etch and we're a super small in relation to what we're doing, we are super small. Uh, we have, um, I'll, I'll do the company spiel. We have studios in Southampton. That's where we kind of started. We've been there for 18 years uh, and uh, definitely 18 years because only we, recently we figured out that the actual date that we started. So um, yeah, <laughs> the passage of time, uh, multiple people starting and leaving the business. Um, so yeah. 18 years as a UX design consultancy. Uh, only recently, we've had a London studio and uh, we we kind of acquired um, uh, an agency called Big Radical. They are still there. They are working. They are an awesome bunch of uh, folks there. And... Um, and we also have Cape Town. So we've got one um, outpost in Cape Town. Uh, it's a really interesting environment out there. And uh, we, yeah, so we've got three studios in uh, three kind of spaces that you wouldn't normally go. But I believe so much in what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, being patient, going where... Uh, things are rather than doing what everyone else is. You, any other agency would say, hey, we've got London, uh, New York, um, uh, where else do you go? Australia. We, we've got them in the main places. And actually, we're growing in a unique way and uh, it's working. So 
Anyway, uh, what's so that that is the history. I'm a product designer. I am currently running uh, design sprints, and I'll talk about design sprints in another one because you know that's a whole separate thing. Uh, but we also do product design. Uh, we have teams that do digital marketing, and we have teams that do behavioral design, rapid breakthrough, uh, and a whole heap of innovative stuff. I can say innovative after a few coffees. So that is what uh, a very, very long explanation into what I've been doing and uh, where are we going? And to be honest, if you've got this far, then I will <laughs> tell you where we are going. And um, that's that's my my present to you because I haven't really explained what we're doing and where we're going um, in terms of what I'm doing. So what I'm doing, I am really happy at Etch. I am staying there. That is like, I've been given so much freedom to try out things to adapt how we work to bring in work as well which kind of fulfills the kind of run your own kind of thing going i'm not going to run my own agency on its own um you need a support network you need people around you there are people that do it but to be honest if i was going to do it i would have done it a number of years ago so i'm not going to run my own agency um and I just want to continue what I'm doing, leading with design, uh, finding more problems to solve, um, but but being patient about it a bit, um, and uh, I say patient, I'm doing hella, so much uh, uh, media at the moment, uh, including this kind of anchor thing, uh, because... I want to I I'm I've got past that barrier of I'm not sure whether to do it or not. So if you listen or learn um any of the uh stuff that Gary Vaynerchuk um says and he'll he'll kind of say to a huge conference room of people, Hey, you know, I'm gonna give you my best stuff, but I know that only one or two people in this room is actually gonna do it. So I have somehow through my journey and uh, recently at Edge been enabled to try new stuff is is I have got over the threshold of of just going for it. So that's, you know, I believe now in running before walking in doing and learning and that is where I'm at. So the 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 there is no big strategy. There you go. <laughs> that is that is just something to share. There is no big plan. There is no 10-year plan. There is no, you know, there's a few ideas. Um, but I, I don't believe in requirements up front. There you go. Um, we are trying a few things and seeing what works. And then, if anything, the, the superpower that we do have is creating feedback loops. So I will create something and ask and see and learn and that kind of thing. Um, Let's give you a few examples of that. So uh, I did a podcast episode with Jake Knapp, who is, you know, one of 
the experts that I I wanted to kind of learn from and chat to and because I'm I'm fascinated with the design sprint methodology I I just thought hey if I'm going to create something let's let's try and go big um to start sure it has some payoffs so attracting that kind of talent and creating something with that um my hope was it would bring in the crowds and I think it's probably had more views than anything else that we've done so far of course I'd like a bit more but actually I think that over time uh people will go back to the first episode and you know over time it'll it'll increase um but also I'm I'm dealing with channels that have probably not been touched in a while so the etch youtube um uh channel something we're going to start working on um and um and yeah we we're, we're starting pretty much at, at baseline you know so uh that's that's why you have to be patient you have to start now knowing that you'll get fruits of your labor uh <laughs> in a year plus time i'm being realistic i i think that's that's how long stuff um takes so um uh what else what else are we doing so that is an example of that and actually uh learning through doing i know that it takes a long time to create a podcast based on interviewing talent um so i'm currently talking to a couple of people about being in the next podcast and um it's taking a long time to kind of secure them um chat to them explain that we're not heavily promoting um the agency we're just trying to create something that you know people might learn from um and um yeah so that is the youtube kind of experiment um well the the podcast experiment um i'm not sure if it's even a podcast but you know that's what i'm calling it uh what else is an experiment so um we're doing a 1 hour and i've actually got one in a bit um we're doing a free 1 hour um lightning decision jam so that is a uh kind of best bits of the sprint um in an hour where you start with problems reframe them as how might we solve the pro- problems and put a bunch of solutions together for those kind of top voted ones and then put them on a effort impact scale uh we did not invent this exercise um and if anything the reason that we're picking up design sprints and exercises like these are because they seem to have some grounding in them being good and to be honest the alternative is just to chat for an hour and what actions do you get from that so uh we pick up these exercises and run with them maybe over time we might find opportunities to kind of change them adapt them create something new whatever but it is something to try out so yeah i've actually got one uh in half an hour or so at a um partner's uh office so i have to travel there um sure you know mileage um stationary um time yeah it costs but these are meetings that we wouldn't normally get so um so we're doing that and we're trying that uh and the other thing that is a huge experiment and 
uh, is we're doing um, a one-day training event, uh, intensive run through the design sprint. And um, we haven't really done training like that before. So we're trying it. Uh, It's in a few months' time. Um, And yeah that that is that is a challenge to to sort that out i'm not really worried about running it because it's kind of like a compressed compressed version of what we do with with partners um but yeah it's yeah events take a long time i mean we we run a um a annual event called the summer summit at etch and that takes a lot of time to organize um so and yeah what what we going to get out of it i'm not too worried about the return on investment at the moment i just think trying out these assumptions and learning from them is is probably better than um looking busy and you know what 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 else do, do ux designers do when um they're they're not running on project work at that time you know um oh you could clean up your your folders or you could learn a new skill or whatever and that works for some people it doesn't work for me i like to learn things in anger um we nearly picked up envision studio last week um for a sprint and i just erred on the side of caution a bit because never used it before um but that that's kind of my attitude i i i think you know, picking up stuff and running with it and learning as we go. I mean, uh, example, 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 running a Facebook live event tomorrow at 2 p.m. London time. Never done it before. Started sending out the link yesterday. Hey, Ross, we can't get to the link. And it turns out that closed group events um, don't work uh, as a link. Um, They do work because we are running it. But yeah, so I'll know next time to share the um, group link in- instead. Um, so yeah, just just you know, cock up a lot more. <laughs> I mean, a lot of companies are risk averse; they won't try things. They have a rigorous testing, and um, I, you know, that that's fine for production and development and anything else i think with design you have to be a bit risky otherwise you're just creating design for the sake of creating design um what problems are you solving and actually some of the problems are have been solved by others already um and that's why we do lightning demos uh but some of the problems are unique or unique to you actually it's it's probably the most um uh useful thing i'd say Mm. maybe um drinking coffee and learning that over time it's going cold is probably a good timer for this um anyway um so that is what i'm doing at the moment this is a anchor podcast uh about me (laughs) and um yeah it uh, also this is an experiment i'm expecting absolutely nothing from this whatsoever i am just doing it to find out more about it. I hate being ignorant. I hate um, not knowing stuff that I probably need to know. I'm not worried about not knowing stuff I don't need to know, but stuff I probably do need to know about I need to know. Uh, So yeah, so that is the plan. So the plan is to, the short-term plan is to 
just run as many design sprints as possible. Uh, to be utterly transparent, we have run 13. Uh, some of those have been one week, some of those have been two week, and we are getting better at it. And we are learning that time is time is the asset. Um, and we're actually learning that users don't see all of the design effort that you might put into a design, um, but they will pick out the stuff that you missed. So, um, yeah, it is training designers to be more user-focused. Um, one thing about user-centered, I would say, is that you you can... User-centered is good, Um the way to get user-centered, though, is to have a two-way communication or a feedback loop between business and user. And it is only in my experience um, that the conversation starts at the business. So you can be user-centered, but the conversation starts from the business asking a question. And it usually is um, kind of like our sprint questions, but it is, what do we want to learn and you work out that, and then that that actually is the kickstart to innovation. Well, one of the kickstarters. Uh, <laughs> innovation is about... If you actually Google it, and let me Google it now, because some of these words, um, people need to Google, and actually all my best stuff is through a Google search. So innovation... The action or process of innovating uh, is, 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 innovation can be defined simply as a new idea, device or method. Um, so innovation is about new stuff. And how are you going to learn about new stuff? Well, you need to answer questions and find out what that new stuff is. Don't create uh, apps or products that you think is going to be great. Um, find out the behavior and whether it is going to meet those needs. For example, not every business needs an app, uh, but maybe every business needs a responsive solution so that you can use it on any device. How about that? Um, but then some businesses do need an app and don't need a website. Um, I mean, I would be happy to order a pizza right now on an app than just go on a website. But, um, you know, Uber, ha have you, like, got an Uber from your computer? Likely no. Um, so, yeah, the, these these are questions to, to answer. And I do believe in the kind of assumption... Uh, point of view where you say we believe this but let's go and find out so um yeah that's all i have to say on that so i'm gonna try and wrap up now um time is always a factor and um yeah so that is what i'm doing uh trying to get as many design sprints as possible so we learn how to do them better um this isn't about dominating the market or you know being the kind of design sprint folks it's not about that um it is about doing the best work of our lives um and that's that's you know that is you know, why 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 deliver you know bullshit 
Um, why, why say, hey, you know, success is, is this, that and the other. I mean, success for me is doing, doing well at what I do. Um, so, so yeah, design sprints, doing that, um, trying to look at new ways of doing stuff by, you know, picking stuff up like this uh, mini podcast and other tools. You don't have to create a tool. You can just use the tools that are out there um, and, you know, create some noise in that. Uh, so, yeah, I thought I'd leave it with that. So now you know where I started and where I'm going. Um, I wonder what to talk about next. Um but, you know, maybe there's some kind of feedback feature on here. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, hit, hit me some ideas. If, if not on here, um, because I'm running before I can walk on this, um, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. Actually, Instagram's probably where my attention is at the moment. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. And um, I don't know how often I'll do these. I'll try to start once a week. Um, But actually, I'm not going to set a goal. I'm just going to do. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. And I bid you adieu.